Books have a publishing standard, and every indie author is responsible to their readers in making sure those standards are met or exceeded. Eva Lancaster. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. We are revisiting the topic of traditional versus self-publishing in today's episode. It's our final of our redo series, and I think this is one that both of us have improved in over the last three years. For one, I've actually published books. And I've gotten five or six more books out since we first aired this episode in 2019. It's a constantly evolving question of what is better, traditional or self? What is the better path for you to take? The for you is really the key in answering that question because I personally have no interest in traditionally publishing. I did once and I pursued it and I went, eh, but that's something that Lee might be interested in doing eventually for the manuscript she's working on currently. And I think the final reason that we're redoing this particular series is that especially in, I want to say, about the last five years or so, indie publishing has become even bigger and it's still growing. And it's becoming this actual viable market for anyone wanting to make a career out of writing. If you're wanting to get your story into the world without all of the gatekeeping of traditional publishing. But those are a lot of kind of the summary reasons why we wanted to revisit the topic of indie versus traditional publishing. Neither is more successful than the other, depending on your standards of success. Traditionally published books have a lot of advantages, and self-published books have a lot of advantages. When you're choosing to publish, either traditionally or indie publishing, the main thing that gets people to look at your book is marketing. Either way, a lot of especially traditional publishers nowadays are still expecting authors to do their own marketing. A lot of the success is not actually about the content of the book. Yes, you need to have a good story. Yes, you need to have good writing, but it's more about how you get the book out there. And there are plenty of indie books that become bestsellers because they are great stories. And the author did a very good job of marketing on their own and getting that connection to the readers. Something else that we've talked about and that our opinions have morphed and changed a little bit from the first time we did this episode is that self-publishing is not cheap. As the industry grows, it is becoming more expensive. It's more difficult to filter what's good and what's useful and what's not. That's the thing with self-publishing, is if you are doing it right, you're taking the same steps that you would take in traditional publishing, minus the agent and publisher part, but you have to find a developmental editor. You need to find a copy editor. You need to find someone to do the cover, the illustration or photography or design or whatever it is that you want on the cover. You need to find someone that can do the actual interior book design. You need to find ARC readers and beta readers, and you need to do marketing with ads and events and travel and promotional material. All of these things add up in the publishing process. So that's really... One of the biggest advantages of traditional publishing is all of that is usually provided to you by the publishing company. They front all of those costs because they believe in your story enough that they're going to get recouped for all of that. 
another thing that the self-publishing industry has brought forth into the world of publishing is a lot of social media. I always make fun of people doing stuff for likes and fake internet points and this and that. When you're looking to traditionally publish, those fake internet points become real points because a lot of success on both sides of self and traditional publishing will depend on your social media and how well you interact with your audience. There is currently a very interesting example of this use of social media. There is an author recently, she wrote a book that got released, I think this last week, called Lightlark. She got a six-figure publishing deal. She got a movie deal and I think a couple of other things in this whole process because she had built such a large following on TikTok that she got picked up by a traditional publisher for it. It got this huge following, this huge support, a lot of pre-orders, a lot of buzz and excitement, enough to get a movie deal before the book was even published, all because of social media, because she so skillfully used TikTok to leverage her position. And that leveraging is how publishing has changed, especially in the last 10 years or so. The more social media environments we have, like TikTok or whatever, the better you can access your audience wherever they happen to be. So leaning into that helps you translate fake internet points into money in a very real way. And I think the last thing that I've learned, especially with all of that interaction that I've developed on social media, is that traditional publishing isn't quite as exclusive as it used to be. It is more exclusive in some ways, but less in others. Just like that story of Lightlark, if you show up, if you have that good following, it's a lot easier to break into. Breaking into traditional publishing is not impossible. It just takes a lot of work, dedication, and patience. Despite that, there are a lot of advantages to traditional publishing. You will get better access to the resources for your design, for your editing, for that whole process. You'll get help with your marketing. They still may rely on you to do most of it, but you have at least that connection, that access to be guided in that process. Like the first time we did this episode, there are really just a lot of pros and cons to each side. You have to decide which one works best for you, and you don't have to decide before you publish your first book. You can publish your first three self-published and then go and traditionally publish these next four. You don't have to be entirely one or the other. That is entirely up to you. So let's break down really quickly the pros and cons of traditional publishing. It's slow. That is a pretty big negative. The audience also has a higher expectation of quality. Another thing to keep in mind is the finances for traditional publishing especially. You get less money per sale, but it costs you a lot less you will likely be getting more sales overall because of the publisher's reach to get your book into major bookstores. It's becoming a lot easier. Now, Barnes & Noble is kind of under heat for taking a lot of books off their shelves in store. This is becoming less of an advantage because even bookstores are not stocking nearly as much in their store as they used to. And I would say points for self-publishing in that regard. 
because especially your local Barnes and Noble, assuming you have the book available where they can reach it, they're much more likely to put you in their local author section. One of the major disadvantages with the traditional publishing is that the publishers are looking for specific books. They're looking for ones that are going to be widely marketable. So if you want to write something that's very niche, your better bet is to go indie publishing. The pros in self-publishing also have cons attached to them. The fact that it's faster to get into your hands means it's not running through quite as many filters as a traditionally published book might be. And I think this leans into another problem is that there is a hesitancy among readers to pick up indie books because so many indie authors decide to just throw their book up at the first draft. The wiser readers start to identify the covers and go, whoop, that's a first draft book, and set that aside. Audiences are starting to pay more attention to cover style as a reflection of quality within. So yes, it is a faster process if you don't do it right. You still need to take your time and make sure that you are going through the rigorous steps to edit, to build a good cover for it. And I think the biggest advantage to indie publishing is that it is available to anyone. But a lot of the difficulty in self-publishing is that finding that editor and not getting scammed by someone, and then finding that cover designer and not getting scammed by them, and then finding this internal book designer and not getting scammed by them. Unless you have a resource pool that you trust and you have used before, it's very difficult to make sure you do all of these pieces right yourself. And it can be a very expensive learning process. Hopefully we've been able to better explain the differences, the advantages, the disadvantages between traditional and self-publishing. It is a difficult decision. But whatever publishing path you choose, never let anyone stop you from writing. Never let anyone stop you from being yourself as an author. Because who you are and what your voice is, is a direct reflection of how successful you'll be in either category. So hold on to that voice and make sure that you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 